Welcome, welcome to another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. And we have Jessica here with us. Hey, everyone. So Jessica is our patient coordinator and uh, we haven't seen you in a while here on the podcast. Oh, it's good been a to, long time. Good to see you. And, um, you know, if you guys watch our um you know, Snapchat, you'll see mm-hmm. Jessica on there. We, She's uh, our person who's going to be a contact for patients who are new patients who come in when they're interested in something, especially if they decide they want surgery. They're going to talk to you about what sorts of things to get ready for surgery. Yeah. So I do everything from the quote to scheduling, and then I help take care of you afterwards. So once you're scheduled, I will be your best friend pretty much for the first year. Right. And I hold your hand and let you know, okay, yes, this is normal. Okay, let's go ahead and get you in for this and check it out and just make sure everything's going Going well. Right. So you're that um, person they can call, emails and pictures afterwards. Um, and so she's going to be there the whole way through. That's right. I'll be there, but she'll be sort of the gateway person because she's the one that you're going to be able to get a hold of really uh, easily. Right. So thank you for joining us today. So today I wanted to talk about uh, revision plastic surgery. I think that's a big topic and that's going to be sort of the title and the gist of this entire podcast because we see a lot of people who want revisions on their cosmetic or plastic surgery. So, you know, as someone who does a lot of breast and body contouring, um, people see our stuff that we do on Instagram and that sort Mm -hmm. of thing. And they may have had similar stuff done wherever, right? Right. Another surgeon, different city, uh, different country even, and they might not have had an outcome they were super happy with. And um, so they're coming to us to see, hey, you know, we really like your work and, um, you know, can you help us? So I think that's a big topic Mm -hmm. because um, there's a lot of nuances that go into that, wouldn't you say? There is, yes. I mean, uh, you know, when we first have someone uh, come in, I think the biggest thing, obviously, is what exactly about, and we'll say we're talking about like a breast augmentation with or without a lift, but someone's not happy about the breast, right? Mm -hmm. They come in, they say, I was botched, I had it done, um, you know let's say more than a year ago, uh, and I need help. And right. so you want to know exactly, okay, botch, what do you mean by botched? And I think that's, I have, I take a little, you know, uh, th- I don't like that word a whole bunch because botch means so many different things right. to people, right? Right. Um, botched on the TV show yes. could mean anything from the scars look wide, mm-hmm. the implants may be bottomed out. But to me, those are all things we talk about in the consent, right? Right. I mean, Jessica, tell us when you consent someone Mm -hmm. for a breast type of surgery, what are some of the possibilities that may happen that they know about when they sign the consent? So the biggest thing I always go over are your breasts are sisters, not twins. Right. So sometimes one just settles a little lower than the other. One can look a little bit more fuller because most women, we have one that's slightly bigger than the other anyway. Yeah, we can try to fix it, but it's not always a guarantee. Right. And so, uh, you know, when they're talking about things like scars and that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. um, then I say, you know, I don't know if that's really botched, but that's the way maybe you healed. Right. You maybe I don't see it's hard because I'm not seeing what they look like before. I just see like implants and that sort of thing. So if they're a little bit different, I don't know if they were maybe different beforehand. Of course. And so I'll tell you, I think the majority of people who do what we do are competent surgeons. Mm -hmm. People just heal differently. And, um, you know, we have to talk them through that. Uh, So perhaps there's something that's a little bit more obvious, like maybe uh, an implant has bottomed out so much that it's through the fold Mm -hmm. and it just looks, they can't even wear clothing. Right. Then I would say, yes, there's something about the surgery that maybe didn't go right. Um, 
I'm not big on, you know, I know a lot of plastic surgeons do this, but I would never say, oh, that surgeon was, they, they were wrong. They completely messed of up. Not. You know, um, you just don't know. I wasn't there. I don't know how good of a patient. Maybe perhaps you weren't wearing, you know, the garments like they mm-hmm. talked about. Uh, you started lifting weights. Right. So um, it's important for me to kind of figure out what's going on. I think for the most part, they're kind of small things. Maybe they don't mm-hmm. like the scars. I think one of the big ones is that the implants have dropped. You know, yes. they liked it when it was real full. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they go, oh, my implants, they really dropped. But in reality, there's two things that are going on. I do think the implants settle a little bit, but the swelling in the muscles have really gone down. That's right? it. Everyone loves that super high push-up bra look that you see on Instagram yeah, right. and Photoshop models. And that's just not achievable sometimes. Yes. And then you see all the pictures. And if you notice, they're always like uh, right after surgery or yes. one week po- post-op, two weeks post-op, three. You could get that swelling that makes it look like super model, Instagram mm-hmm. model, uh, even a month later. Right. But come back and show us in three months and that's when you're going to get the real result. Now, obviously we want to try to get them as high and keep them up. But, um, you know, I think when someone's showing us the Instagram picture mm-hmm. and say, I want it to look like this, but those people are still wearing bras. Right. And they're still getting the push-up bra. I'm like, even those people are pushing up their breasts. Mm-hmm. We just have to kind of talk to them about that and go, you know, I don't know if we can get it that high, sustainable for like 10 years. Right. Um, so if they have bottomed out and uh, let's say the nipples look like they're kind of offset, then yeah, we, we can go back there and we fix it. And I think if they understand that I can't make it look like that picture you're showing me and they're okay with that, that I can make them look better, then I think someone's a good candidate, right? For sure. I think realistic expectations is key. If we're all on the same page beforehand, you're going to be so much more happy afterwards. And, and I really want to be honest, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, if I told everybody, oh yeah, that picture, great. I'll, I'll make you exactly like that. Right. right. I'm going to get so many disappointed people. But if I tell people, listen, it's going to look really high. Some people really like it. Some people get scared, but mm-hmm. it will go down. Um, trust me, it just takes, you know, a few weeks then they feel like, okay, he knows what he's talking about. Um, you know, I've certainly done uh, enough of these that I know kind of, you know, where it's going to be mm-hmm. to tell them, um, if you're really expecting this, we probably shouldn't do the surgery. But if you kind of see where I can get you to and trust that I can, you know, get it right there and keep it there, then I think they're a good candidate. Right. And that's one of the things I love about you. You're just yeah. so open and honest with people from the beginning that it makes the whole process easy. Yeah, because um, I see a lot of people who come and say, yeah, I wanted it looking like this. Mm-hmm. And the surgeon told me they could do it. And they were so unhappy. And so, yeah. you know, just let them know what you can do and what you can't do. Scars are another big thing. We hear about yes. scars all the time. And I really don't like it when people say, oh, look at my scars. I was botched. And really, I'll tell you, scars, people heal in all different forms and fashions. Yes. Some Every people body is different. Exactly. It, I mean, some people healed beautifully. And um, I do the same closure I do. And then mm-hmm. some closures uh, on some people, which I've done exactly the same on the other person, they look like they're thicker, mm-hmm. more red afterwards. And I'm like, gosh, I didn't do anything different. Right. But it's the body's response to healing. And so I tell everybody that I want them to heal as best I can. I'm using technique to give them the best chance. Mm-hmm. But if they're thick and they're red, we can do things like scar gel, right. um, lasers perhaps. Um, but I never guarantee that no one, someone will have no scar. Of course. Right. And, and I always, a little red flag goes up when they say, well, when will my scars go away? Do you they hear won't. that too? I all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, you know, I go, they never disappear. Mm-hmm. They will always be there. And, um, 
if someone comes from somewhere else and they have these large scars, I will always say that, you know, perhaps your body just healed that way. And don't think that by me redoing it, your scar will heal any better. Right. You know, I just don't, if they've healed poorly, I don't think it's because someone's a bad suturer out there. Sure. I think they just don't heal very well. And when I tell them that way and I say, you know, I can maybe revise it in the surgery, but then I can do other things like liposuction, maybe do something else mm -hmm. that let's give it a try. We'll make it look better. But we're also trying to improve the overall look, whether it's on doing some other thing like liposuction or a breast augmentation. So we try to combine it with right. other things. So we're really kind of nailing other things and giving it the best hope that they'll heal pretty good for the tummy sure. tuck incision or scar. So scars are a hard one. Your scar is not botched if you have a keloid or something like that. Um, but we can certainly try to improve it, uh, but never guarantee we can exactly. yeah, uh, improve it. Um, so that's uh, tummy tuck. And, mm -hmm. Well, I'm sorry. We were talking about, a little about breasts and implants and moving around. Um, you know, scars around the breast, like I said, those are things that we can try to improve. We see a lot of people with tummy tucks. Yes. And um, they want uh, a better looking tummy tuck or perhaps mm -hmm. they want more liposuction. God, there's all sorts of things that can happen in <laughs> tummy tuck. Yes. Tell me some of the things that you've had people tell you, and I'll, I'll, I'll tell you guys what I've seen. Sure. So one of the big ones is the vertical incision. If you guys follow us on social media, you'll mm -hmm. see that some people have that small vertical at the bottom of the tummy tuck where right. we just can't pull it down all the way. Right. That's a big one that we can revise most of the time. Mm -hmm. Or like some of our patients, it heals so well that right. you might need a, need a revision later too. Right. So that's uh, something that I typically will do, but I tell them up front, yeah, you know, for the, for the most part, if it's too tight. But um, what I see when it comes from somebody else mm -hmm. is when they um, they'll make their markings and they want to get everything down, right? They want to do a full tummy tuck, but they can't pull everything down. So they adjust their tummy tuck incision. So it's a high incision. Yes. So they'll come and say, my surgery was botched. Look how high my, mm -hmm. my uh, incision is. And you get this incision that's like right below the belly button. You know, uh, it, it's just technically, you know, I can see the surgeon wanting to kind of pull it all the way down, but they've compromised by maybe not doing the vertical, which I would do in preference right. and deference to keep the incision low, but they've moved the incision up and now the patient's unhappy because they have a really high scar. Right. So I can go in there and most of the time I'm able to lower it a little bit mm -hmm. more just to, you know, kind of keep it under, under the underwear line as best as possible. But that's certainly something uh, I would have to look and see and, um, you know, see if I can make it better. But right. um, sometimes it's, it's hard. There's not enough skin. And yeah. now you're just looking at a scar that's a little bit higher and, um, you know, uh, that's when I would tell someone, honestly, for this particular revision case, I might not be able to do anything right? and just kind of leave it be. Uh, dog ears on yes, tummy tucks. That's a big one. Ears. So dog ears, right? Little pouches of extra fullness at the very end of a tummy tuck incision. Mm -hmm. Everyone's heard it. It kind of look, we say dog ears because if you have them both and you'll look at someone, they're like little doggy ears, depending on how much there is. It's usually a combination of fullness from fatty tissue mm -hmm. and some extra skin laxity. Right. And if you think about it, it makes sense because when you pull a tummy tuck down, the highest amount of tension is right in the middle, right? Because mm -hmm. that's the tallest area of skin from uh, belly button to the pubic symphysis. But as you go to the side, the tension decreases. And so what happens is you tend to get a bulging over there. So uh, I do to prevent that is I liposuction very carefully. Uh, I try to take, you know, take away the angle uh, mm -hmm. as much as I can, sort of a technical thing. But um, we see a lot of people with dog ears from other places, Yes, um, you know, and 
I would say for the most part, they're pretty easy to take care of. They are. And yeah. sometimes we can even do it in office. We don't yeah. have to go to the operating room and right. put them to sleep. And uh, if we can do it in the office, great. You know, it's just removing a little bit of skin, numbing it up. Uh, if there's a lot more going on, let's say right. they needed liposuction, right? They're still too full in that area uh, and they need liposuction in other areas. Then we go back and we're, mm-hmm. we actually do the dog ears there, but then I'll liposuction that area. And I'll tell okay. you the combination of both those, it's like magic. It, it just makes magic. those go right, you know, right back. And it looks so good. It doesn't take very long if that's all we're doing. And I would say probably one of the other more, more common things in a tummy tuck that people want revision is they always say, um, I didn't get enough liposuction or yes. why do I look like I'm this big square? I don't have any shape. And I think, um, you know, many years ago, even people who taught me, we were taught not to do a lot of liposuction during tummy tucks. Right. I mean, literally we would do like 10 minutes of liposuction just to the sides, right? Never liposuction in the tummy. We're always doing the flanks just a little bit here and there and that's it. Nowadays, I spend like an hour, hour and a half of liposuction, both on the sides, the abdomen, the back. I turn them typically on their tummies. So I get the back all over again. I get the flanks, turn them back over, do the tummy. So I'm doing like a comprehensive sculpting of someone's body. I was never taught that. I just saw my patients not looking really great. And then I see nowadays people come to me and they have the same issues because someone didn't do a lot of liposuction and maybe it was just a technique, but they never, you know, have moved on from that. You know, I always feel like I'm always trying to grow and trying to make my results better. And I don't like that. So I need to do more here. Evolve to the point where, you know, I don't see in my patients that extra loose skin or fat. Uh, but someone who wants more liposuction, man, that's a walk in the park to do because, <laughs> you know, it's so easy once they've done everything and the incision's healed. I don't have to worry about that incision. I'm like right. going to town and, you know, I can really get superficial without worrying about hurting the uh, blood supply to the incision. Right. So when someone wants a revision tummy tuck, I actually really like those because they, they tend to be really easy and uh, you can make someone go from square, not so sexy. And all of a sudden they have this low scar, they have the curves. And now, you know, I love to put in those little athletic lines and they look so good. And, um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's really transformational. And I'd even, you know, the other person did all the hard work, you know, (laughs) but they just didn't do what I think the little things to make it look really good. So they did like the heavy lifting, but it's the little things, right? Making sure that you don't have doggy ears, that your incision's low. It's even your belly button looks good. That's another thing. So we see a lot of people who aren't happy with their belly buttons and they come to us for a revision. I would say that's one of the more hard things Mm -hmm. to fix because once you cut out that little bit of skin, um, it's hard to make a big belly button a small one because it's literally like trying to do a peri, a realer breast lift, right? Right. You're trying to pull it in a little bit, but, um, you know, the forces on a tummy are so strong that they tend to always kind of stretch stretch out. out. Mm -hmm. I have gone and tried to do similar to like a peri, a realer breast lift where I use kind of a permanent suture so it can't Mm -hmm. stretch. Um, but you're, you are going to feel that suture sometimes. And, um, you know, I think, uh, it's a moderate, uh, modest improvement at mm-hmm. best, but, uh, that's a hard one to fix. Right. What about the surgeons that get rid of the belly button entirely? Cause I've yeah. seen that once or twice people come right. in and their belly button's just gone. Yeah. Or, and they don't have anything there, there's nothing right? There. Yeah. So that's a real strange one. Um, you know, uh, there are some people who advocate doing like, you know, 
liposuction of the tummy, doing a tummy tuck, and then scheduling to make the belly button in two weeks. That's crazy yeah. to me. So, uh, which is fine because they just have decided I'm going to do really good liposuction, then I'll make a belly button. Right. But these people who just lose the belly button and then there's no really talk about, okay, coming back to do it, or maybe they just never come back. Um, we're having to do the same thing, make a whole new, we call it a umbilicus, and it's very doable. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think for the most part, if people have enough soft tissue there, it can look very good, very yeah. real. Uh, but sometimes it can be harder and mm-hmm. it's harder to, to make it look real. So I'm of the, there's two camps, right? There's mm-hmm. camps of making a belly button and then, or I'm sorry, using the old belly button stock, which I think the majority of plastic surgeons are in. I would right. say that's probably like 85% here in North America. And then 15% always make a new belly button. Even if there's a good belly button there, they'll cut it and make a new one because they feel that looks more natural. I feel like you always are starting off better with the base and the umbilicus. You have that stock. Then I try to bring that tissue down to it Mm -hmm. and uh, use that. I just think um, by cutting off the belly button, you're you're losing some useful tissue to kind of pull things down. So, yeah, belly buttons are tough, but um, I think the way I do it, you know, I've at least maximized the way it will heal. So it looks natural, looks small, and uh, I don't have to worry about a new umbilicus maybe not healing very well. Right, you know, I course. know mine are going to heal. Um, and if that person heals really good, it'll be hard to see. Mm-hmm. And we're all happy. Uh, but yes, that's one of the harder things to fix. So if you have a big belly button, and that's the only thing about your tummy tuck you're not happy with. Most likely, it's probably not something that we're going to take on, you right. know. Um, but if there's other things going on and we can do liposuction and we certainly want to try to help someone. Of course. There. I think one of the other big things is um, liposuction and BBLs, right? Yes, BBLs. With, in this age of BBLs and everybody wanting these big, big bottoms. Big booties. There's this idea that they see pictures out there um, and they're like, I want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And you know, there's a lot of different things that I have to look at. You know, one, does that person even have enough, right. you know, tissue, right? They're looking at someone who's a totally different body build, never had children. Mm-hmm. And then a mom who's thin, athletic, but wants a nice booty and she doesn't have any fat, you yeah. know? So there's a lot of um, expectations that we have to talk mm-hmm. about. And uh, and that's just the beginning part. Um, not even talking about someone who comes from a different, you know, surgeon who's unhappy because their butt isn't big enough. Right. Um, I will never fault the other surgeon because that happens a lot. And that's where setting expectations is very real. Right. So if someone says, you know, I uh, had liposuction and my butt's not nearly as big and he just didn't do it right. Um, I worry because then how am I going to do any better? And he's already taken all the fat. Right. Um, I don't have much more to offer. Now, if there's a lot more to liposuction, I will say, yes, I can go mm-hmm. in there and I can make it uh, bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, but we also have to set expectations. So the best way I like to do it is show me the picture you want to look at. And for the most part, I say, I can't do that. Right. Is that okay? I love wish so, photos for that yeah. reason. <laughs> so it, it's, a, it's a booty. And then I'll say, you know what? If they had enough, I, I would say maybe we can get close, but usually it's a big booty. They're not happy and, and they show it to me. I'm like, I can't do that. Right. Uh, you know, I can't even get maybe uh, 50% of that, but I can make it better. Right. Are you, are you on board of having a modest change, but I can guarantee you won't look like that. So then they start to start reevaluating mm-hmm. their mind that, okay, well, I can't get that, you know, but I can make it better. I think that's what we're starting to set just a lower bar. And I always want to exceed their expectations, but I know I can never make someone look like these pictures, you know, especially like a weight loss person who has lost over a hundred pounds. Their skin is so different Mm -hmm. than the 
20-year-old who's getting that. So I don't know. What are some of the things that you've heard people say about BBLs? Everyone wants a Kim K booty. Yeah. Girl, that is not realistic. Yes, yeah. it's giant and round, yeah. but there's just no way in one surgery we can achieve that. Right. So right. wish photos at the very beginning, so we're all on the same page again, mm-hmm. is key. Um, right. And then I also let them know 70% of that fat will stay, but 30% yeah. is going to get reabsorbed just naturally. So right. that that's going to go down a little bit along right. with the swelling. And um, I think there's um, people got a little confused with like post-operative swelling in their booty, right. like um, thinking, oh, look how nice my booty is. But then after the first week, it's really come down. All my fat's been reabsorbed. Actually, that's probably more so swelling. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I were to, um, you know, take a cannula and just inject water or something like that, a little bit of saline, right. you know, instead of 300 cc's of fat, I put 300 cc's of saline. They're going to look pretty similar. They're yeah. going to look similar. And then over the first week, they'll actually come down Gone. in a very similar way. But yes, it will completely go. But the initial post-op look will be very similar. And that's just to show that a lot of that is just normal swelling. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's artificial. And, um, you know, a lot of the post-op pictures that even we show and that sort of thing, we love to show it because it does show sort of this huge change. Um, but be careful. It's always nice to see those three-month post-op visits because that's For the sure. real deal. Right. And you want to see those changes long-term. Um, and then if someone even comes to me saying they want to be this big, and I know they have a good amount of fat, but to do it in one setting might be hard. I'll tell them we might need to do this Stage in two. It. or. right. I will promise you that we'll do it once, but we need to come back and do it again. Right. And, uh, you know, probably have them sign off on something like that. Um, I think some of the red flags that I would see for revision plastic surgery in general is when they say, well, no, I, I don't want the scars, you know, right. or yeah. I need it to look like this. Mm-hmm. Then that's, that's the time where I might step back and say, listen, I can't do that for you because I, I don't want to disappoint you right. is how I look at it or I'm not talented enough to do it like you want it maybe in one surgery or make scars that look even though you have bad scars to make you know just because I'm suturing it's going to be perfect no that's not true I mean I think you do this enough you know that um it's not because it's me or you suturing for the most part if you're going to heal good you're going to heal great right that's something I tell them during their pre-op too is we don't know what it's going to look like down the road. Yeah. We can do everything on our end. You can massage in your scar gel, but sometimes they're just going to be thicker, darker, and we'll have to kind of work with it. Yeah. And there's lots of things that we can do to help with scars and uh, swelling, but there are options. But as long as we tell people beforehand, I think that's good because it's always easier to predict what's going to happen. I forget what that saying is, but it's better to, um, rather than ask for forgiveness afterwards, oh, what's yes. the saying? Oh gosh. <laughs> now I'm trying a blank. Um, um, it's easier to ask for forgiveness than permission or something like that. Yeah. Anyways, oh, gosh, I don't know. yeah. As long as we're not having to say, Oh my gosh, I'm sorry, blah, blah, blah. They knew it because we right. had talked to them before, but, um, but yeah, I think, you know, revision, plastic surgery, botched plastic surgery had so many different connotations. Um, you know, we could talk forever on this stuff, all the different things. We tried to, we just want to give you guys a taste of some of the things that we see. And, and it's certainly okay. I I understand when 
when even my own patients are not happy with something, we want to try to make it of better. Of course, always. And, uh, you know, I feel obligated to make them happy. And, um, you know, I have to understand kind of, you know, what I can do. Are we talking millimeters of change? Are we talking big changes that mm-hmm. are easy to do? Uh, because sometimes it's just a very small thing. And I go, you know, maybe it's not worth going back. And we did talk about some differences beforehand. Um, so it's, I think having an honest conversation with people, right? Yeah, that helps you know. tremendously. It goes a long way. Yeah. And just to be careful, um, I think Google can be good um, in order to look like or look at, you know, post-operative results. So you kind of get the full smattering of everything. Mm-hmm. It's always great because Instagram will show you everyone's highlight reels. But if you go to Google and see tummy tucks, then you start seeing some of the crazy stuff. I don't want that to scare people, whether it's breast, tummy, BBLs, Mm -hmm. but now you're getting a full spectrum of like, okay, you know, um, yeah, it can happen various different ways. Um, hopefully because you're, you're trusting in what we can do that we have consistently good results. And when we don't get an ideal result, we're always trying to make it better, you know, and, and offer a solution if we can. So, um, yeah, we should probably two part this and talk about some <laughs> of the other things. What are some other things that you heard that Ooh. we haven't gone over? Oh, um, I got to think about it for a second. You caught me off. We, no, we, <laughs> let, we talked about the breast yeah. and augmentation, uh-huh. um, you know, size, right? Size. That's a good one. Yes. You know, people uh, saying they weren't big enough or mm-hmm. too big. Another. Or I'm sorry, they're, um, uh, yeah, big or too big or too, too small. Too small right. Again, wished pictures are key. Yeah. Everyone comes to me and they'll go, Jess, I want to be a C cup. Right. Well, a C cup in my mind might look totally different right. than yours. I yeah. feel like I get that a lot. And then I get their wish photo. I'm like, oh girl, that's yeah. a D. That's yeah. a double D. Those are real big. <laughs> yeah. They want these like huge, you know, I don't know, torpedoes. And like, they want to pop the hood when they're on the boat, on the lake. And, uh, you know, but they, you know, it's funny because they'll say, but I want to look like I'm too big. You know, I don't want right. to be. I don't want to look augmented. Yeah. But they will, um, uh, but they show us pictures and I'm like, okay. And that's okay. Right. I want them to tell me what they, what they think they want to look like, mm-hmm. but then also show a picture. And sometimes those match and sometimes not so much. Right. So it's good to get wish pictures. That helps me as a physician to mm-hmm. understand the psychology or the psyche of that person. Right. And what sure. they really want. Cause sometimes people don't want to, they feel vain or they feel like, oh, he doesn't, you know, think I want to be like a porn star or something. Right. Um, but you know, they do want to look very, very big and mm-hmm. you know, sometimes it's okay. I want to look like this porn particular actress. Okay. Well, if I think it's reasonable and I'm not going to hurt your skin or, mm-hmm. or cause any issues then we can try that. Right. Um, but yeah, you know, um, I certainly think we should have you come back so we could talk about some other things because we've seen it all. And if people have questions, you should always DM us through, uh, YouTube or our snap about questions about revision. We mm-hmm. do get that anyways, through all our social right. media outlets and we try to answer them, but if there's some really great questions, we'll come back on a part two and okay. answer your questions for that. So thanks for joining us for another episode of Dr. Dallas Unleashed. This was, um, what to do when I need revision plastic surgery. So uh, yes, thank you, Jessica. And uh, until next time, we'll see you guys. Peace. See ya.